I'm Paige. And I'm Megan. And this is Spooky Science Sisters. Hello, you're listening to Spooky Science Sisters, a podcast where we present to you a science-based and most definitely very giggly discussion on all things strange and unusual. It is that time again when we read and try to debunk your ghost or other paranormal stories. We hope you enjoy these as much as we did, and happy Halloween. Yay! Yay! Very excited. Yeah, this is our... uh this is going to be giggly, you guys, and a little bit drunken on our part. <laughs> At least me. Paige is fine. Am I? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is our second episode that we're recording for the night. So again, I apologize for all the laughing. But first, we need to do something spooky. So Paige, what is your something spooky for this episode? So I sort of have been creeping myself out. Um, I set up. <laughs> I'm shocked I, by that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Finally set up my Halloween decorations a couple, like a week or so ago. And I put out, I got like one of those like four foot or five foot skeletons. And I set him up in the front yard. He's sitting on a chair. He's got a little cat in his, his hands. He's drinking a oh. spotted cow. And... Uh, <laughs> Every single time I walk in my front yard, I think somebody is standing <laughs> in my front yard. And every time, it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically like the owl at the top of the stairs at my basically, house. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So that's my something spooky. Great. I <laughs> Halloween decorated myself to spooky town. Okay. What is your something spooky? My something spooky is that I was the spooky thing <laughs> for your brother. <laughs> I was like watching an ASMR video, which I'm like a little embarrassed about because for a long time I was like, oh, I hate all these. But then I found ones that I like and they just like put me to sleepy times really quick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was falling asleep with an ASMR video and I like... I just fell asleep and had a YouTube video that continued playing because I think it was like several hours long. Mm -hmm. And Steven came up to bed when it was still playing because he had been downstairs playing video games. And he was like, <laughs> it scared him. Because <laughs> all he could hear was someone sort of like whispering <laughs> from near my part of the bed. <laughs> He thought it was me, like, making some sort of noise or, like, talking to myself in my sleep. And then he realized that it wasn't me. So he was, like, freaking out trying to figure out what it was. Good work. <laughs> you know, I got to be the spooky thing. Yeah, that would have scared the shit out of me if I was. Yeah, if it had been the other way around. If it had been the other way around. <laughs> okay, so we have three stories this year. Thank you so much again for sending them in. It's just always super fun to hear from people. So just send us send us more emails. <laughs> but the first one comes from Matt. And he says, my name is Matt. I've been a listener for a little while now. And while listening to older episodes, heard you mention debunking listener stories for Halloween. He says, yeah, I could hardly wait for this Halloween so I could share this story with you, get your take on it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so here's his story. 
For context, my grandfather had Lou Gehrig's disease when I was younger, and he specifies 10 or 12 years old. And my grandmother and uncle took care of him, and my parents and I would spend weekends at their house. Anyway, they would have to cook and clean and whatnot, so he didn't always have someone by his side. So to get people's attention, he had a bicycle horn like you'd find on a kid's bike that he would honk whenever he needed something. Uh, Sadly, he would pass away after about a year, and while we were in town for the funeral, my dad and I were at my grandparents' house prepping lunch for when everyone came back from town. Dad and I were in the kitchen with no TV or radio on and no one else in the house, and we both heard my grandfather's horn honk. We both looked at each other, puzzled, and went looking to see who managed to sneak into the house. The only thing we found was Grandpa's horn laying next to his chair, We brushed it off as we must have imagined it and went about our day. Two days later, mom and I were in the house. She was on the main level and I was in the basement and she yelled at me through the laundry chute. (laughs) That's our redneck speaker system. What did I need? I said nothing and she said, stop honking that damn horn. I was (laughs) not honking the horn. We kind of wrote it off and forgot about it. Some years later, after... Grandmother had passed away, the house had been cleaned out, remodeled, and my cousin and his wife were living there. We were at a family reunion, and my cousin's wife mentioned she was folding laundry in the house alone and swore she heard a child's bike horn. She married into the family well after my grandfather passed and didn't know anything about him having his horn. We all looked at her and kind of giggled and told her our stories of hearing the horn, and turns out most of my family at one point or another had heard it. As far as I know, the horn no longer exists, but occasionally someone will say that they've heard it. Uh, So he just goes on to say that he's excited to hear what we think. Um, He said, I've never believed in ghosts or really any sort of afterlife. So while I played along that it was grandpa watching over us, I always thought we were either all Looney Tunes or there was some kind of deeper meaning, like we had imagined it as comfort, uh, that maybe he wasn't actually gone. He was just somewhere else. That's kind of a nice story, to be honest. Yeah, and I actually had this conversation with somebody recently. Like, oh, really? Something, something similar that happened to them. Uh huh. And it's like they were asking, like, would you try to debunk this type of story? And it's like I told Aww. them, like, we're not in the business of like <laughs> trying to debunk or like tell people that like connections to people that they love who they've lost aren't. Oh, you're saying like, would you? Just like roll up on somebody and be like, that's not a ghost, you idiot. Basically, yeah. And I was Jesus like, you know, Christ. I mean, I don't, not quite that harshly. I don't think they expected us for that from anybody, but like, <laughs> was just like asking, like, if I believed in that or if I would try to debunk that. And I was just like, yeah. I mean, it's not like my goal in life to tell people, like, oh no, like you are not having like these actual like these connections you feel you're having with like somebody who's passed on right right like i'm interested in the scientific reasons between like why behind why somebody might have those kinds of experiences and like and yeah i'm not out here like (laughs) i don't i don't need it to be my mission in life that like nobody believes in ghosts and like everybody needs to hear my opinion on it like if it's not hurting anybody else and you know it makes you feel comfort and you believe it like that is that's your jam that's right. fine <laughs> that is fine <laughs> 
but not since track you sent down. us this story. <laughs> yes. Okay. So importantly, Matt, since you specifically sent us this story, we will take a crack at it. <laughs> but <laughs> in a respectful way. <laughs> so I read that. And so we tend to do these episodes a little bit like off the cuff. So yeah, so we'll, we'll be thinking of ideas as we go here, probably, because I feel like I keep having things pop into my head for this that I should yeah. have followed up on. But I thought this one was actually pretty tricky, because like, when we get to the point where it's like, there's years and years of stories, and like, even after the house has been remodeled, and somebody who wasn't connected to him, like, directly heard the horn. So yeah, I immediately, once I was going over this this afternoon, was feeling like I should have asked follow-up questions. So Matt, if you are listening to this, you will have to email us again because these are the things that I started to think about. So first, what time of year did he pass away? Uh, If it was summer or like at least warm enough out or maybe you live somewhere where, you know, it's not too cold to go outside for four months of the year. (laughs) But I mean, it's very possible that if it was in a neighborhood and it wasn't like too late at night or anything like that or too early in the morning, like it could have just been a kid honking a bicycle horn. Like they're pretty loud. Yeah. And that was my initial thought as well. Yeah. And like, even if, you know, even if it was outside and like you had the windows closed, like I think that sound's going to bleed through if it's close by. And like, it's a sound that you're so used to in that house. So your ears are going to be kind of attuned for it. But yeah, I mean, honking is a pretty common sound out in the world. (laughs) So uh, it's also just very possible that you and the people in your family were like primed to interpret like car horns or any sort of sound similar to that while they were in the house as being your grandpa. The other thing that I was thinking about is there's like an iPhone text tone that like sounds like an old bicycle. Oh, yeah. So what if so? And I think it's like one of the default ones sometimes. So Yeah, so I wonder if it was, like, somebody who had that as their tone in their phone and was confusing everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that, like, somebody would speak up at some point if it had been a story if that were the case, but, like, it's possible. What if it was, like, a neighbor who walked by frequently or something and their phone went off really loud a few times? Anyway, so there, there are explanations that include there being an actual honking noise that you guys are interpreting. I mean... As far as you all having the same experience, like, or, yeah, that's a little bit trickier, I think. So here's what I want to say about that. So I don't have the experience of spending a lot of time in a house where a deceased family member used to live. But I will say that after we've lost our pets, like our Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to compare your grandpa to a cat or dog. So like, just, (laughs) just saying that. But what I will say is like, if you've spent a lot of time in a house with like some other living being there, you get used to like, you get used to them being there. And after we've lost a pet, I always spend like weeks afterwards feeling like I see them out of the corner of my eye. Like, you're just so used to them, like, moving around in your peripherals. I think it's very possible that, you know, your brains were just, you're so used to hearing that sound in that house that, like, your brain's just sort of, like, doing it to you every once in a while. Like, when you hear your phone, or you feel your phone, like, vibrate in your pocket, but, like, it didn't actually vibrate at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, like, Elliot's gone for a weekend, 
Like there are times I think like, oh, he's upstairs. Like I can hear him upstairs walking around. I'm like, wait, he's not here. Oh yeah, totally. You know, like stuff like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just get, there's so many things that you just get so used to and like your brain gets so used to sort of like tuning out. But then I guess I wonder if it would just also sort of like automatically make that happen. (laughs) So yeah. So that's Matt's story. Thank you to Matt. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So our next story is from Christy, and Christy says, I sailed in the Merchant Marines in the late 80s and early 90s. I now work in end of life and have seen plenty of odd and unusual things as people have died, but my time aboard the tanker felt really weird. I was the only girl with a 30-person crew, and I put up with a tremendous amount of bullshit. (laughs) We had two tunnels that ran the length of our 1,000-foot vessel, one on the port and one on the starboard. They were handy when the weather was bad, and our chief mate, an actual nice guy, would go jogging down there. The tunnels were bowed to conform to the shape of the ship, so you couldn't see them from one end to the other. There were intermittent light bulbs and large pools of darkness in between. One evening, I took the port tunnel back to the stern, and when I was halfway back, I suddenly felt an overpowering sense of evil behind me. It wasn't a noise. I didn't see a light. It wasn't a person. It literally felt like I was being pursued by a flaming hot ball of black malicious evil. I'm not a believer in God or ghosts, and I'm not easily spooked. I did, however, absolutely lose my shit. (laughs) There was nothing visible behind me. I took a quick look over my shoulder and then ran the entire way back, knowing that I was going to be grabbed at any second and dragged down to some place horrible. I ran up the stairs, undogged the heavy metal door, swung it open, and squeezed out, slamming it behind me. My hands were shaking so much I could barely dog it back down. I almost puked, and I really wanted to cry, but being the only girl, I had to save face. I took a deep breath and composed myself. I proceeded to tell no one. A few weeks later, we were taking stores on in Singapore in the middle of the night. The bosun and chief mate were there with me, and when we were done, I started to head back to the stern. The chief mate called after me, don't take the port tunnel. The hair on the back of my neck stood up, but I played very cool. Oh, really? I asked. Why not? Because it's haunted, he said. I tried to give him my most skeptical look and while simultaneously shitting my pants. He proceeded to tell me about the captain a few years earlier who had accidentally ran the ship aground. He did all the paperwork with the Japanese Coast Guard and then went to his cabin and shot himself dead in the head. Since then, he was wandering around the ship, standing in the wheelhouse, and then disappearing when the chief mate found him and getting all angry in the port tunnel. The chief then told me that many people had been chased out of the port tunnel by something malicious, so he just recommended that people not use it. I nodded my head slowly and said, yeah, right and walked back to my cabin. I never let anyone on the ship know what I went through, but I have contemplated every Halloween since. It was weird. This experience combined with some others from my current job now have me saying I am agnostic. I have no idea what we will go through when we die, but I am curious. Very curious. Spooky. It is spooky. (laughs) Haunted ship. It's a good one. 
So yeah, you made a comment of one of the things I had thought of, which was just like the fear of darkness and just like that like fear, like being claustrophobic. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, she doesn't mention that she is or isn't, um, but like claustrophobia can mess with your brain. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the thoughts I had. Uh, I also would, I guess, and obviously didn't ask, but would be curious to know if maybe like previously she had overheard something about this story mm-hmm. um, or had heard like people maybe chatting about like their being potential of there being some sort of like haunting or ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't know based off of the story, I would imagine that she didn't remember anybody ever talking about it, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe she just like sort of. Yeah. Or maybe people were just like generally a little bit weird about it mm-hmm. because of the story. So like you, I don't know, pick up on a sense that like there's something wrong down sure. there and then, you know, end up freaking yourself out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I also wondered, so she's on a ship, like, could there have been, and like, sort of in the, you know, interior lower parts of it, could there have been some sort of like weird vibration, or low frequency sound that, you know, messed with your head? Because <laughs> that's a thing, I think, mm-hmm. like makes people feel a little crazy. Uh, and then obviously, you know, carbon monoxide is a thing. So yeah, that's a good point. Maybe there was something, you know, that wasn't venting properly and was building up down there. And so like you sort of get closer and closer to the middle of the tunnel or it takes a little while for your system to be like, well, something's not right. (laughs) But like fear of like a like a feeling of dread is like one of the carbon monoxide poisoning things that they report. Yeah, we've talked, I think we've talked about carbon monoxide poisoning once or twice on here. And yeah, and like, just like an overwhelming feeling of like paranoia. It's right. And that's like what I have said about it is like, there are so many, you know, ghost stories from, well, in older houses, but also like from 100 years ago, you know, in these old houses. And it's like, these places were like... (laughs) Not built to the same codes in terms of, like, ventilation and stuff like that. Right. As houses now, they're using, like, oil lamps and lighting fires and candles and stuff for light. Like, I'm convinced that, like, any ghost story that's, like, over 100 years old is carbon monoxide poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just a little bit of it. (laughs) It's either that or it's weird mold. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) It could have been mold, too. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, so that's my that's a hill that I will be prepared to die on. <laughs> um, yeah, so those were my thoughts as we were going through the story. But yeah, I mean, ships are just sort of weird spaces. Like, I don't know if I call them like a liminal space, but yeah, just a sense like nothing's really made to be like cozy or anything like that because you're not a cruise ship. Like, this is a tanker, so it's sure. like probably. shitty on the inside (laughs) um but yeah nothing's made to be like cozy or super comfortable it's just like efficiency you know fit as many people as we can or yeah so i don't know could have just been like sort of a weird sensation of just being in that situation yeah i mean like here's the thing i've been down like long hallways by myself that were like not lit very well and like I don't I wouldn't describe that experience the exact same way, but I would certainly say that like 
it is creepy and you just sort of feel like someone's watching you or, or right behind yeah. you, you know? So, yeah. Or even like, yeah, driving on, you know, dark country roads sometimes. Sure. Or, like come across trees that. That I think are people. That, like, that, like the, the canopy, shit out of like, me. yeah, closes in over the road. It's like, I'm about to get murdered for yeah. sure. <laughs> so. Okay, so this next story actually came to us via a Twitter thread, which is super fun to get to interact sort of a little bit more rapidly with the person uh, and get some some feedback. Um, so this comes to us <laughs> from user AK Astronomy, and she's a um physicist so serious business so she said i've had many ghosts in my life but our kansas ghost is my favorite particularly because the haunting started around halloween of our first year living here we were in a rental we had been there about two months when i was alone with the kids one morning and the tv turned itself on it proceeded to do this for a couple of weeks before we finally broke down and bought a new tv That same month, my alarm started turning itself on in the morning, but I hadn't set it. We lived in that house for three years and the electronics were always going crazy. It was only the electronics that had weird behavior, though. No doors or footsteps. This was a technologically savvy ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Other weird things. (laughs) The fucking smoke alarms. We had to change batteries in those very regularly. They were constantly beeping. Same with the carbon monoxide monitors. So many nights woken up at 2 a.m. to beeping and having to change batteries or just unplug the damn thing to get it to stop. This was the dead battery beep, not the CO oh, <laughs> emergency good. sound. I was going to ask that. <laughs> Paige is like, you did what? <laughs> uh, but the most annoying thing... Uh, But the most annoying, we had a monthly light bulb budget. I'm not kidding. I've never had so many light bulbs go out. We were constantly replacing them one or two a month. We would try different kinds, lower capacities. Nothing worked. Finally, my only guess was that something was wrong with the voltage in the house. I asked the landlord, but he thought that unlikely, so I never called an electrician. He told us we were just putting in the wrong light bulbs. (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, Great. So in our new place, yeah, for one and a half years, and I don't think I've replaced a light bulb yet. Seriously, one or two a month. Also, we've replaced TVs, microwaves. Okay, I thought this was really fun, but I was like immediately like, yeah, there's something wrong with that house. Is wiring? Well, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly where my head went to. <laughs> for sure, it has and, to like, be right. Typical landlord to be like, oh, there's definitely not anything wrong here. Yeah, you just put the wrong light bulbs in. Like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? <laughs> Which side note? Uh, if that happens, like, a there's a pretty cheap tool that you can buy um, to sort of like you can just plug it into an outlet and it'll read back like if anything is wrong with the outlet or like the electricity coming out of it. So that might be able to pick up some sort of, you know, issue if like a lamp is flickering or weird shit is going on. Um, but also if this happens, like even if your landlord doesn't want to call an electrician or do anything about it, if you can afford to call an electrician yourself and they're like, yep, this is not right. Like it's your landlord's responsibility to like 
A, pay you back for the service that the electrician did, but also they would like be obligated to fix it or at least disclose it. So you might get a discount on your rent if you're okay with it. (laughs) Anyway, tenants' rights. That's where we've gone today. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? Um, Okay. So I did a little bit of follow-up on this because she mentioned the – uh, smoke alarms. And I was like, well, they're batteries, you know, so I wanted to ask if they were hardwired uh, into the house. And she said that, yes, they were hardwired, but it was like all hardwired smoke alarms still have battery mm-hmm. backups, which I can attest to because like the one that was way up high in the ceiling in our old house the battery went out and I was like, I thought this was just wired into the wall and now I'm going to like get to my 13 foot ceiling to get this fucking battery out. <laughs> hey, this way, if you have a fire when all your power goes it out. It could have been a little lower. It was ridiculous. I understand <laughs> what the battery backup is for. That house had to have had the most number of smoke, smoke alarms really? in that size of house ever. Yeah, you would have been so – you. I'm surprised you didn't notice because there I did not. was that one up high, but there was another one in – the as you went down the stairs to go downstairs, uh, there's one outside the la- laundry room, there's one inside the laundry room, there's one inside the um utility closet. So that's like, I don't know, we're up to like six already. <laughs> and you go upstairs, there's one in the hallway, and then there was one in each of the bedrooms. We didn't have a single one in this house when we moved yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> our one. first house, I think, had none. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the, one of the first things we did. Like the weekend after we bought our house, we went and I was like, we we're yeah. buying. Fire alarms. Yeah. No, that alarms. house had a ton. And obviously, I mean, this house has a ton, but they're required to now. So, right. <laughs> so, who did I ask? But I asked Kevin, smartest best friend, because he is an electrical engineer. And so I figured he might know a little bit about what's going on. So, he confirmed it's probably an electrical issue. He said there's likely a bad neutral in the house or the main ground isn't grounded well either at the panel Yikes. or back to the line. So, yeah. I mean, for sure like fire hazard, but yeah, also just not great to have to <laughs> spend a ton of money on light bulbs and other stuff for a rental and have your landlord just dismiss that. So, yeah, this was yeah, just one buy the that- right light bulb. <laughs> Just buy the right light bulb. Jesus. Um, No. So this is one where (laughs) it was uh, already debunked. We just – I should do a little legwork to ask Kevin a question. So that's it. Look at you. We did it. We did it. All right. Well, that wraps up our third annual Halloween Listener Stories episode. Tune in in November for our Egyptian Myths and King Tut's Curse episode with Annalise. If you liked this episode, hit subscribe and share with a friend. You can find us on TikTok at Spooky Science, Twitter and Instagram at Spooky SciPod, Facebook at Spooky Science Sisters, and at our website, SpookySciencesisters.com. If you have any questions about previous topics or ideas for future episodes, email us at SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening, stay spooky, and happy Halloween. Spooky Science Sisters is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information or to check out other shows, please visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Hey there, I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. 
We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.